prices just keep going up. Inflation, the highest it's been since the early 80s. Lots of people pointing fingers at the cause. But one thing is certain, everything is not all right with the economy, no matter what people say. U.S. inflation jumped 7% in a month. Canada's is not far behind. Prices all over are spiking. Gas up 50% from last year. Bacon up 18%. Fresh fish 10%. Republicans blame the stimulus money. Those to the left arguing it's manufactured by corporations looking for more money. Meanwhile, President Biden saying the economy's never been stronger. We've heard that before. Yet the unemployment rate is low at 3.9%. Of course, COVID adds to the complexity. The temptation is to use political crisis to score your points. But Jesus calls Christians to a different perspective. Look at their hurting and find a way to serve them in their distress. Jesus did it, and that's why salvation is found in his name alone. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story, It's All About Jesus, and we're continuing in a series today called All the Bible in 90 Days. New Year's are strange, aren't they? It only feels like a second ago when we were still putting away Christmas presents and shouting Happy New Year. 2022 had finally arrived. Many had hopes it would be different. For some, it came as a mountaintop experience. But here we are in almost the middle of January, a cold, dark month for many of us with inflation and COVID both spiking, and we can start to feel a little hopeless. What are we to do? Well, we need to turn our eyes back to Jesus. In a moment, we're going to see Jesus in all his glory in Mark 9, on top of a mountain, glorified and shining, proclaiming he is the Son of God. You and I need to see this today. We need his light to shine into our hearts. We need the warmth of the gospel in our lives right now. And we need to pray for each other. That's something we've been doing at Haven Ministries for going on 88 years, praying for each other. So if you need encouragement right now, if you need someone to pray for you, why don't you call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800 65 Haven. And thinking about that amazing mountaintop experience in the Gospel of Mark, let's open this Haven today with a song by Matt Redman, Can I Ascend? Can I ascend the hill of the Lord? Can I stand in that holy place? There to approach the glory of my Towards to seek your face Purify my heart Purify my hands For I know it is On the holy ground I
Coming up the mountain, Lord, I'm seeking you and you alone. That's Matt Redman opening this haven today with Can I Ascend? We're singing and thinking about mountaintops here on this program. I'm Charles Morris. The program's called All the Bible in 90 Days. And in just a moment, we'll be looking at Jesus on that mountaintop in Mark chapter 9. If you're reading through the Bible in 90 days you would come to that chapter on day 71. If you haven't started yet, I want to encourage you to start today. We've heard from so many who've read through the Bible in three months, and they've all been blessed by the experience. Here's another testimony from a pastor in Oklahoma who took his church through the Bible in 90 days. The impact that we experienced here at our church was absolutely amazing. We are a congregation where many had never read the Bible in its entirety, and and many had not read any of the Old Testament or much of it. And I think the first result that almost everybody identified with was how wonderful it was to have an overview of how God is at working throughout the Bible and how it all tied together. And again, this is where I think the 90 days is so helpful because the Old Testament is still fresh in your mind as you start reading the New Testament. And so you immediately begin to realize all of these Old Testament passages that are quoted in the New Testament, you just read them in the original context, and now you're seeing how the Old Testament prepared the way and set the stage for the New Testament, and how the New Testament, and particularly Jesus, is the fulfillment of so much of what is prophesied in the Old Testament. So the first result was just this overwhelming awareness of the unity of the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament. I think some of the other things that we found that were happening was that people began to talk with one another. People started talking about this at dinner parties. 
People started talking about it with their barber as they took the Bible with them. We had episode after episode of people coming back and saying somebody stopped them on the airplane and said, what are you reading? What is that? Why are you reading that Bible? And it became an opportunity for people to talk about their faith, to talk about the Bible that they had never had before. Pastor Carl Hamilton, sharing how the Bible in 90 Days was used in his church by the Lord in Oklahoma. I want to challenge you to start today with me. We have a free weekly email that'll give you insights and encouragement in what you're reading each week. Plus, we have a downloadable bookmark with the reading plan on it. Sign up today and start hearing from the Lord ASAP. You can do that at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or ask for the reading plan bookmark when you call 800 654 2836 865 Haven. Or if you'd like to have a Bible that clearly shows you where to start and where to stop each day, we have a special slimline 90-day Bible that makes it easier for you to take it with you wherever you go. I like it because the print is slightly larger. So, for your gift to help support the ministry, we'll send you the Bible right away. That number one more time is 800-65-HAVEN, and the website is haventoday.org. Now, let's get to the mountain that we've been talking about. The disciples weren't sure what to expect when Jesus invited them to meet him on the mountaintop. They had been friends with him for some time at this point, and he had made quite a name for himself. Everyone was talking about him, and everyone wanted to be with him. But Jesus wanted a smaller meeting on this mountaintop. Not even all his twelve disciples were invited, just Peter, James, and John, his inner circle as we sometimes say. They alone were invited to meet with Jesus on the top of a mountain. And when they got there, something happened that had not happened for a thousand years. Mark 9 tells us he was transfigured before them. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them, and there appeared before them Elijah and Moses, also talking with Jesus. Transfigured means changed, and it was there on that mountaintop that Jesus revealed who he truly was to Peter, James, and John. The glory of the Lord overwhelmed them. They had known Jesus. Peter had even confessed Jesus to be the Christ just a few verses before. They had seen the miracles. They had heard his teaching, but they didn't truly grasp who he was yet. But then on that mountaintop, they saw Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son, and they were overwhelmed. Now, we can't quite picture it because it was a preview of what we will get to see at the end when Christ returns, but we know it was overwhelming. The glory of Christ, the presence of Elijah and Moses, it was all too much for Peter Mark and Luke tell us that Peter didn't know what he was saying because he was so afraid. But the beginning of this scene isn't even the high point of this encounter with Jesus on that mountaintop. Remember what happened? A cloud descended, and out of the cloud came the Father's voice. This is my beloved Son. 
in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. I wonder if you've listened to the Father's word. Jesus Christ is the Savior, the Son of God given to us for our salvation. This mountaintop experience was not too long before Jesus would be nailed to a cross, bearing the sin of mankind. It wasn't too long before the wrath of the Father would be poured out on him, not too long before he would rise from the dead, breaking death and sin forever. For all those who put their faith in Jesus, have you listened to the Father? Let this scene from the mountaintop call you into a new life with Jesus. It's a scene that tells us so much about our Lord, that he is the Son of God that we should pay attention to him, that he truly was the Savior. But it goes even deeper than that. The Lord was doing more than just giving three of his closest disciples a revelation of what he had come to do. If you're taking me up on the challenge to read through all the Bible in 90 days, one thing I hope you get is a better picture of the big picture. One of the major themes that you'll see is the importance of the mountain and how the Lord reveals himself on the mountaintop. The entire story of the Bible all points to Jesus. And this story of Jesus on the mountaintop is a prime example because of who else was with him. I mentioned that this kind of thing hadn't happened for a thousand years. As you read through the Old Testament, this mountaintop scene might sound familiar when you read the stories of Moses and Elijah. Elijah was a prophet called by the Lord to preach against the wicked king Ahab. He called a drought down on the land. He worked miracles, and eventually he challenged all the false prophets of Israel on a mountaintop. It was there on Mount Carmel that he said the Lord would show up. And, of course, you probably know the story. The prophets of the false god Baal prayed for hours and hours, and nothing happened. They cut themselves to try to produce some kind of pagan result. And Elijah prayed a short prayer. And then the Lord's glory fell from heaven like fire. It was overwhelming. The prophets of Baal were defeated. The Lord made himself known. And then just about 40 days later, the Lord met with Elijah alone on another mountaintop. Elijah was a prophet, and there was a time when the people thought he just might be the prophet of prophets, the one who was going to finalize the Lord's word and bring Israel into glory. But that second meeting on the mountaintop, the Lord told Elijah to anoint someone else. He was not that prophet, that prophet, the prophet was yet to come. But since we just heard the story of Jesus on the mountaintop, we know Jesus is that prophet. Elijah was just a foreshadow. And we have to go back to Moses' story to see the full significance. Moses was given the privilege of meeting with the Lord on a mountaintop more than once as well. The Lord called him up and down Mount Sinai repeatedly when the people of Israel were in the wilderness receiving the law from him. But there was one encounter in particular that brings all of these mountaintop scenes into perspective into the greater picture of the Bible. Moses talks about it in Deuteronomy 18. 
the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, or we will die. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. All those years before Elijah, long before Jesus was on his mountaintop, Moses saw the Lord on the mountaintop, and the scene was overwhelming. The people were just like Peter. They were scared, and just like us, if we're honest. A full confrontation with the Lord can be terrifying. Just like Israel, we long for someone to stand in the gap. And Moses stood in the gap for Israel, but he wasn't going to forever. The Lord gave him a promise. There will come a prophet like Moses, a prophet who will speak the word, a prophet who must be listened to. It wasn't Elijah. It wasn't Elisha. It wasn't Isaiah or Jeremiah. No, the person Moses was talking about was Jesus. Remember the Father's words? This is my son. Listen to him. And as we read through the Bible, that's my prayer for you and me, that we listen to Jesus, the prophet like Moses, but the prophet, the one who came to show us the way, even more than that, to be the way for us back to the Father. When Jesus speaks, the Lord speaks. He is the Lord. And when we read the Bible, we hear from the Lord. We hear from Jesus. That's the culmination of all our hopes, all our deepest longings, our longing to be loved by the Lord, our longing to hear from the Lord and Jesus speaking to us in all of this. Well, we desperately need Jesus right now, this January 2022. He's the only one who can give us the words of eternal life. He's the only one who can speak to us and bring healing and forgiveness. He's the only one who can bring us the hope we need. You need to hear this. So do I. And we need to hear that this is something the Lord has done, not something we can do for ourselves. In all of these mountaintop scenes that we've spoken about, it was the Lord who initiated. He called Moses. He met Elijah. Jesus himself brought his disciples up to the mountain. It's the Lord who speaks to us today, and his Holy Spirit draws us deeper and deeper into his love. All that's left for us to do is listen to his voice and put our faith in him. I will seek you, Lord. Search with all my heart till I find you. Waiting patiently, longing for one word to breathe new.
scripture lullabies album hidden in my heart that's a still small voice here on haven today i'm charles morris earlier in the program we heard from a pastor who took his church through the bible in 90 days remember he said he was amazed with how people were able to connect the dots the old with the new testaments and how clearly you can see all the bible is all about jesus he was right And I really want to encourage you to read all the Bible. Are you anxious? Are you feeling a bit down? Then take this challenge and read God's word over the next three months with me. I know the payoff will be great and eternal. And when you follow the Bible in 90 days reading plan, you'll get the big picture, the great story of redemption that's all about Jesus. So to help you do that, Would you sign up for our special weekly email that includes the reading plan that you can download today? You can even start it today. And plus, you'll get weekly emails that have insights into what you read that week. And it's free to sign up. You can do that by just going right now to haventoday.org. Our website is haventoday.org. Or ask for the reading plan bookmark when you call us at 800 6 Five four twenty eight thirty six eight hundred sixty five Haven, and we also have the special ninety days Bible 
showing you where to start and where to stop each day. Slightly larger print in a slimmer book. It's easy to take it with you anywhere. So for your support of this ministry, almost 88 years old, I'd like to send it to you, this special Bible. And I'll do it today if you call us at 800-65-HAVEN or go to haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again, on Friday, we'll share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In the Western world, it's sort of an unwritten rule. Stand in line, no cutting, wait your turn. I was shocked the first time I traveled overseas and encountered a culture where it was normal to elbow your way to the front of the line. But that me first mentality, it's alive and well here in North America too. Climb the corporate ladder, beat out the competition at all costs, do whatever it takes to get ahead. Me first is everywhere on earth, but it's not the way of Jesus. As he told his disciples, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. And as always, Jesus practiced what he preached flawlessly. Grow stronger in God's Word daily with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.